The old translation said, Jesus, Jesus firmly set his face toward Jerusalem. He's decided definitively to go because he knows he's going to be killed there. So he's a very, it's a very serious journey, although uh, Luke is looking at this. Uh, disciples don't understand this yet. So they had a choice of going down through uh, Jericho and the Jordan Valley much longer, but to avoid the Samaritans who hated the Jews very deeply, and then up through Jericho, up, up from the lowest spot on earth to the mountain of Zion. So they go through Samaria, and of course, the worst thing you could, the worst insult in Semitic culture then as now is to not welcome somebody. So this, this was a mortal insult to not even welcome them. We have to understand that. So James and John are so perturbed by this, they've seen Jesus in action, they think he's Zeus or something probably. Can we send thunderbolts down, you know? And uh, Jesus, of course, after that, Jesus, they'll say he doesn't have a sense of humor, from then on, they were the sons of thunder, you know, to him. I, he's, uh, that, I, I guess they, he must have called them that all the time. Yeah, up to the transfiguration. Hey, sons of thunder, come on up, you know. So they're journeying, and they've had a tough journey already. And apparently they had followers. Now, what we think of the bucolic scene of the 12 circling Jesus and wandering around, but actually there were all kinds of people. We know there were a number of women. The people on the sides are not mentioned because the story's not about them. But here we see there are several people amongst the crowd, and a follower was simply somebody who walked along with Jesus while he talked about different things, and they would listen. So that's why they're called followers. So there's three of these individuals. We don't know if they're all men. The first one certainly was. And so we know from Matthew's gospel that this first one was a scribe. So he had a very comfortable life. He was well-placed, well-thought-of, and had a good income and probably a good house, apparently. So he says, oh, I will follow you wherever you go. He's, he's excited about, about what he's heard. How many times we've had a mission here or something, a real, really incredible one. I was watching it last night about Sister Breeze who was here five years ago. And I, I still can't believe she came here because she's the most famous nun in the world now. And anyway, people get here, they get excited about the faith for one reason or another, even in our CIA. And when things cool off, do we keep going? In marriage, when things cool off, do we get going? When he gets tough as a priest or something, do we get going? That's the test of love. Not in the fervor, but when it goes away. So he's just saying, not so fast. Have you counted the cost? You have a pillow and a home. You, have a, you are of a comfortable life. I, can, I don't even have a pillow to put my head on. Can you live with that? Well, we don't know his answer because he's asking all of us. I Follow me. I want you to follow me. Your reward will be incredible in heaven, but you have to take a risk because you don't know what I'm going to ask you. Are you willing to pay the price? And we don't know. We don't have enough money. You know, uh, I called Sister Breach when I was back in the 80s when I was discerning, and you know, she had a one-hour call-in thing, and I happened to get her on the phone. I said, look, I don't, I'm, I'm a brick short of a load. I don't have the, the price to pay this. Maybe I should stay at the airline. And she said, don't you understand? Nobody has the price. Jesus wants to pay it. He just wants us to take that first step, and he'll do all the rest for us. How happy I am that we took the risk to put this building up almost 10 years ago, only to find out that one's now condemned. What would we do now? 
in this climate, in this situation, if we had to put a building up. We took that first step. We got into debt. We, the debt's paid off. The Lord took care of everything. But the point is, that was something that those of us who were here at that time did together with good leadership. Uh, we, me listening to my to, to people, because I was reluctant in the, in the recession. But in our own lives, too, we... God will do everything for us, but he will ask us to take that first step, whether it's alcoholism, anger, uh, unkindness. Notice uh, these things are in this gospel. And then the second reading, loving each other, um, taking a step toward healing of a sin, going to confession if we haven't gone for a long time, uh, doing something in church or something in the family. So then the next one comes up, and Jesus himself says to him, follow me. This one, it sounds like, Jesus is being rather harsh. He won't even let him bury his father, but this is, a, this is a Semitic lingo for let me go and think about it. That's what this means. We have, to get a, we have to get a little Bible study to understand this passage. Jesus is not being unkind. What this man is saying, I have to go home and think about this a little bit, but Mark, Jesus is moving on and he is not coming back. So some things we have many chances you blow up with one person, there's always another one coming. But some things never come again. It's now or never. You know, I discerned for, I don't know, 15, 16 years. But the time I came in, it would have been now or never. I had no more choices after that. And it's, it's it, we only see these, these moments usually in hindsight that we have regrets. It doesn't, it's not just a religious thing. Our lives are works of art for God, not just our religion. It's very important that we be in church and take that risk. And, you know, the risk, of course, in starting to have a holy hour of prayer time here is that you're going to be asked to do something, right? So then the third one, uh, we don't know whether this person asked Jesus or Jesus asked this person. So now we, now may, we may not know where this invitation came from. And he says, let me go say farewell to my family. And Jesus uses that opportunity to teach a lesson. If you're plowing a field in that era, you know, it's all by hand and, and a couple of oxen pulling it. The two, they two would stand in the, in the field, then the rows already planted, or, or I should say um, tilled. But if you're plowing and looking back, what's going to happen? So he's saying, if you've said yes, don't keep regretting it. That, you can't go anywhere. Unless, if you're going to go in, put both feet in. Don't keep looking back. I hate to keep bringing my thing up, but, it, but uh, my, the offer they gave me, believe it or not, was a 10-year layoff. So nine years later, I could have been a priest. I could have gone back there and got my salary and my, and my um, um, most importantly, my seniority back. So I was already in Tillamook. We had, a, we had a going away party when I finally quit that airline. I was already a, a pastor. And, you know, but the thing is, is that I never look back. I've never regretted it. But it is good for, our past is good for learning. Our past, God speaks to it. He's there. But we don't, no matter what happens, we can't go back there. We look to the future. The future is good. The future is with him. But right now, in many of our lives, he's calling us one way or another. And the, the trick is to listen. The more we pray, the more we're going to hear. Usually, our Lord doesn't speak in the prayer time so much as after. It opens our hearts to see. And the more 
we say yes, the more we're going to hear. The less we say yes, the less we're going to hear. Our, our ears get closed to God's will. And he wants us to get more and more sensitive to the Holy Spirit so that in these treacherous waters that we're in now in our world, there's so many things to discern and so many ways the boat can, can, can capsize. Uh, Jesus wants to be the captain of the boat. And he, we in the boat, he'll ask us, throw the anchor over here. Let's turn this way, turn the, the rudder in the back that way. And we, if we're listening, we will understand this and you'll get us safely home. We have the adventure of our lives. Yes, there's a cross involved. We, he assured us of that, but that's so we can share something with him. And may he lead us all to everlasting life. Amen.